right y'all what's going on i am mc till welcome to the boom bap chat once again we are very official here and precise with number 100 and something with me is my co-host iomas marad what's up iomas i'm good man what's up with you till i'm doing well man it's been a good day productive yes, day i'm feeling good got another ohio artist in the building tonight and we're going to introduce him in just a moment but speaking of ohio if y'all have not been to everybody's records, please do yourself a favor. Get to the record store. Come here to Cincinnati. Check out everybody's records. They have a great selection of vinyl, tape, CDs, books, all kinds of great stuff. Check them out online if you can't get here at everybody'srecords.com. And speaking of books, Iomas, it's here. You're in Canada, so your copy's not there yet. It's on the way. It's, it's coming. Way. It's coming. Got it right. But look Ooh. at that. The Boom Bap Review, Volume 5. We're up to five, y'all. That's great. sweet. I'm proud of our work, man. So if you don't have your copy, just search Boom Bap Review Volume 5 on Amazon. You can pick it up right now. You can also go to boombapreview.com. We've been having some issues with the site, though. So if, if it like doesn't take you there, please be patient with us. We're working that out. So uh, your safe bet is just go to Amazon, type in Boom Bap Review. And you can get all five volumes if you want, if you're a baller like that. Absolutely. And uh, our guest tonight is actually in the book. So he made the book this year, and uh, that's exciting. So we're going to talk about that here in just a moment. So, yeah. Uh, anything else, Iomas? Are you representing anybody uh, tonight? Mm, what am I representing? Hey, Boom Bap Chat. Boom Bap Chat. Volume 5. Like, that's <laughs> it. There you go. Yes, that's All it. Day. Yes, that's indeed. It. Yeah. Cool. Let's. Let's get into it. Our guest tonight reigns, like I said, from the great state of Ohio. His most recent album, Happy Accident, is dope boom bap production meets dope lyrics meets Bob Ross. Yes, you heard that right. Uh, we're going to get into that in just a moment. Um, tonight, we get to talk to an exceptional MC about his art, his latest album, and much more. Let's welcome to the boom bap chat, the one and only Dirty Needles. Woo! Needles. Welcome, man. How you doing, Dirty Needles? Doing fine. Doing fine. Doing really well, man. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for taking some time to chat with us. No problem. Cool. I want to start with your name because I feel like I read somewhere that you got your name from the Discovery Channel. Did I read that right? Yes. Can you tell us about that? Okay. So this was back around like 2000, 2001. And Back then, I used to write a lot of my rhymes in the bathroom. So while I'm in the bathroom writing, Discovery Channel was going on in the background. And it was this documentary about intravenous drug use and how if you share dirty needles, you can get infectious diseases. And they just kept talking about dirty needles, dirty needles, dirty needles. Mm. And I thought to myself, wow, that sounds like a really dope rap name. So I started trying to come up with everything that could rhyme with dirty needles and it kind of just stuck. No pun intended. <laughs> That's dope. That's dope. Have, and I also know that um, there's some, um, there's some fun that you have with that name that you, it's not just dirty needles, but there's some alternative uh, <laughs> needles. Like, can you, can you uh, hip our crowd to some of those alternative names? Oh yes. Um, shout out to, my home girl, dope girl cooks on Instagram. Um, she's been like uber supportive from jump. I'm like her number one artist on Spotify for like two years straight. 
we have these random conversations where just recently earlier today, um, she saw the post and said, Hey, you should grow your beard out. And I said, nah, I don't kind of, I don't like the scruffy look. I'll end up looking like one of the predators from to catch a predator. And then, you know, um, Chris Hansen to come into the house and ask me to take a seat. So to avoid all that, I just shaved. But anyway, I said, um, I don't, I don't like to be itchy. You know, I can't walk around being itchy needles. She's like, <laughs> I'm going to add that to the list. So we have scruffy needles. We have itchy needles. We have nerdy needles. Uh, we have cranky needles, crafty needles. Um, pretty much is just taking the word dirty out and putting any other word in front of needles. And it's kind of like the inside joke that spilled out into the world. Yeah. That's cool. I like how it has like the name is taken on a life, you know, of its own in a way. I like nerdy needles. What yeah. what was like the reason behind what inspired nerdy needles? <laughs> uh, well, I'm into a lot of uh, anime. I used to write fan fiction. Um, I'm heavy into video games. I always have the joke that my basement looks like a 17 year old Asian kid lives here. Um <laughs> So yeah, that's what inspired the nerdy needles. Sure, sure, that's dope. So you're fr you're in Cleveland, right? But yes. not from Cleveland. Where are you from originally? Originally, I'm from Youngstown, Ohio. So were you there for a, a good amount of time in your life, or did you move pretty early on? Uh, I was there for the first say 29 years of oh, okay. my existence. Okay, and then so I moved up to Cleveland in 2010. Okay, so you're so the the way in which you experienced hip hop was through Youngstown. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Take. I'm just curious, man. What was what was or is if you're still connected? What is the scene, the hip hop scene like there? Uh, you know, kind of growing up and and just what you know about it now. Uh, well, I could tell you more about the scene coming up than right now. Sure. So coming up. Uh, one of the biggest groups in the Youngstown area was this group by the name of South Pole. And the leader of the group was uh, Kenny Ali. Uh, he went by Subcon back then. And everything else kind of sort of built around that. I got into uh, hip hop around like 93, 94, respectively. So that's pretty much where my experience with it comes from uh the first i guess you could say ohio artists i heard that were put on the map which is pretty much i guess anyone could say is uh bone thugs and harmony yeah yeah um uh, and <laughs> in, in youngstown we used to claim them even though you know they were like 90 minutes away but it's like <laughs> hey you know they're the sister city so they're part of youngstown too <laughs> <laughs> were you a, were you a fan yeah of the music yeah yeah yeah, at least the uh, first two albums. By yeah. the time Art of War came around, I was like, yeah. Mm. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Everybody sure. can't do double albums. <laughs> yeah, yeah. double albums are a you know, delicate thing. Not mm -hmm. not too many people can pull them off, that's for sure. Uh, the hip-hop scene, like one of the questions that I like to ask a lot is, um, and I know Iomas appreciates this, is like there are some, some hip-hop scenes that have like 
not gatekeepers in like the sense of that we know them today, but almost like mentors. Like, were there people in Youngstown in the hip hop, you know, scene there that were, you know, kind of curating the scene, were, you know, helping, you know, artists be like, yeah, I actually kind of whack, man. You got to go home and practice, you know, or this is dope or, you know, just any folks like that, like in like, almost like a mentor role. Um. Not necessarily for me. Uh, it was more so along the lines of, I tell the story all the time, how things were different back then in the 90s as opposed to how they are now. Back then, if you couldn't rhyme, you do not set foot at the lunch table. Hmm. You don't open your mouth. You just go off and do something else because if they let you, if they let you sit at the lunch table and a cypher pops off, and you can't rap, they will let you know how bad you are. <laughs> yeah. They will stop you in the middle of the rap. Boo! You sure. suck. Go home. Fuck out of here. Like, <laughs> it was brutal. Mm. I feel like that would have been Iron Moss. <laughs> <laughs> no, not getting booed, but booing the person. <laughs> I think the look you on say his so face says it all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he just was like, I booed a bunch of mouth yeah, yeah. in my day. <laughs> I'm gonna do it again tomorrow. <laughs> cool. Uh so on your new album, I wanted to ask you about something. You have a um, a song on there about Ninth Wonder. If if uh, I had the money to get a Ninth <laughs> Wonder beat, I yeah. love you like that IOMAS. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, I love that title. I love how the beat, you know, sounds like a ninth wonder. It's like, mm -hmm. you know, has that feeling. Um but it just made me think about like producers and are there uh, are there producers that you really, really like that have inspired you through the years? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Uh, well, Knife Wonder, um, I think everybody's obligatory choices. Jay Dilla um, <laughs> also really rocked with DJ Premier, mm. Warren G and mm. DJ Quick. OK. That's a great list right there. If if you could pick, if you had the budget and had the relationship and you could pick one producer to do like your next album, if you did the next album, who would it be? DJ Quick. Oh yeah, why DJ Quick over, you know, the other legends you mentioned? Um I think it would be different for me because everyone would expect, you know, you to go premiere all, you know, the boom bap legends or whatever, but I like the live orchestral instrumentation that dj quick incorporates into his production and i love how he mixes and engineers where you listen to a project from him and it sounds crystal clear mm. yeah, yeah yeah that's dope that's dope do you have uh plans to make more music yes Okay, cool, cool. Because I thought I, we'll get into it a little bit more as we talk about the album. But I thought I read somewhere that, that that this next album might be your last album. But I'm glad to hear that it's not. So that's dope. That's dope. Um, just yeah, you think, read correctly. But okay, I thought okay, I thought I saw that. Yeah. So we'll get into that in a moment. But um, just thinking about hip hop right now, like there's just so much. You know, I feel like you know back. You mentioned like '94, '95, yeah. early '90s. I feel like back then it was, you know most of what we heard was pretty dope because there wasn't, there wasn't just so it wasn't like so much now, like now there's so much, but back then there wasn't as much, you know, that was hitting airwaves 
on radio stations that we were, you know, listening to or like, you know, buying the tape or the CDs or whatever. So there just wasn't as much music back then. Now there's just so much music. And so I'm just curious to know, like, what's your sense of like, do, do you prefer the the era that we're in now where like everybody and their mama can record and make music? Um, or did you like it? And you can, you know, talk to your fans. The music is, you know, can be very free if you want it to be versus back, you know, in the nineties where that wasn't the case. Do you have a preference or any thoughts around, you know, those two different eras? Um, I kind of prefer how things are now only in the sense of you could, you had more access to equipment that you just didn't have back then. Like back then there wasn't too many people with home studios in their bedroom. Right. You know, yep. guitar centers weren't popping up all over the place. You had to know somebody who owned a studio. Right. You had to know somebody who made beats. You had to book the time. Oh, and by the way, you had to find somewhere where you can buy ADAT tapes to store your creations. Right. There were all of these hurdles that you had to go through just to put together a record. Whereas now all you have to do is... You get Pro Tools up. Oh, I hit the microphone. <laughs> you go, you get Pro Tools. Um, you can go get a nice XLR microphone. You know, you could go into your room and just create. Yeah. That being said, I do miss the quality control. Yeah. 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 That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Because <clears throat> while, yeah, because while everyone, I feel like, hey, if you want to pick up a microphone and rap, you're allowed to do that. But just because you're allowed to do something doesn't mean everyone should. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, that, that's I just my that. two cents. Yeah, yeah. What are you saying, Iomas? No, I was just saying I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Same. And I, and I would even say maybe everyone should be able to create but not everyone needs to put money into marketing <laughs> it and advertising it and have other people co-sign you, you know, like. You're, you're not wrong. That I, That's you know, actually a more diplomatic way of putting it. I, you and, know what I, oh, go ahead, Iomas. No, I was saying even, even too, like if you want to, if you said, you, if, if somebody said they want to do it and you really trying to take the time to master your craft, I don't have a problem with that. Like if you just starting out and you putting stuff out and you just want people to like, and then every every time you put something out, you can see the improvement. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. But if you just doing it just for the sake of doing it, just because you think you could put money in your pocket and you know get a bunch of likes and this, that, and the third, yeah, that's what's cluttering up the. To me, in my opinion, that's what's cluttering up the the uh, the game. Not the game. I don't like the the culture. I would say, yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, it's cluttering it up, man. Well, shout out to Marcus, who's always uh, tapping into the show. He said, uh, got a lot of that kind of music out now. They should stick to their day job. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Most of them don't have a day job. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just call it you, what it is. You know yeah. what I what I struggle with and what I've been thinking about lately? Uh, and oh, real quick. Also, shout out to Sean Mason, who said six uh, six point three million rappers because of the Internet and social media. Yeah, yep. that's right. Yeah. That's about right. Yeah. It, so what I struggle with is, 
you know, when I when I was younger and I was getting into hip hop music and loving the music, you know, there not a lot, but there were those, you know, that I heard talk about the music and, it's, you know, it's not music. It's hip hop's not music. You shouldn't be listening to that, you know, that type of stuff, you know, just kind of discounting it, not really listening to it, not understanding it, just saying it's, you know, it's, it's garbage or whatever. And so now I'm listening to stuff that my son, my eight-year-old son, you know, wants to listen to. And I'm having those same thoughts like, oh, man, this sounds like garbage, you know. <laughs> but I don't like I don't want to be I want to understand, like, why? Why does he like this? You know, mm -hmm. like he likes his art. And I'm not trying to throw shade or knock knock this artist. This is artist named Didi Osama. Have you heard of this guy? No, he's a young guy, 15 or 16 years old. Very young. Uh, lost his brother, his brother. I don't know if he died or got killed. I'm not sure what the case is, but they were in a group. So he makes, he's making all this music and it almost sounds like the music doesn't sound mixed. Well, it sounds like the bass is like, like just it's, it's too loud, but it's, I think it's on purpose, you know? And like yeah. the way he raps, like it almost sounds like he's, I don't know, not trying to rap, but, but he is, it just, it it's doesn't sound good to me, but I don't want, I want to understand, like, what is it about this music that my yeah. son is like, I really like this, you know? Right, and right, so I struggle right. to be someone that wants to understand it and also someone that's like, man, but I know, like, I know the hip hop that I've heard throughout my life and I've heard, you know, Dirty Needles, like, it sounds very, very different, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Said so I believe the reason being is the youth, are the ones who move the needle within the culture. I mean, whether we like it or not, when we were young, we were the ones moving the needle. You know, that's why, you know, when we were coming up, well, at least like I said, I'm 42. So when I first got into hip hop, you know, Tribe Called Quest just dropped Midnight Marauders. Wu-Tang mm. Clan just first came out. Yeah. Uh, Nas Illmatic was six months away from coming out. You know, Biggie was a year out. So these were the guys who we gravitated towards out of the 88 golden era of, you know, Big Daddy Kane and Rakim and all them. So that's who we gravitated towards. Now, sure. the kids who were our age when we were getting into hip-hop, you know, their guys are, you know, Lil Uzi Vert and, um, you know, what's his name, Lil Bo, uh, I think Yachty or whatnot, which, yeah. by the way, his most recent album is surprisingly good. Um, Is that the one that wasn't, he wasn't really rapping on it? Yeah. Is that the one, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, like that was like a rock-infused like album. Yeah, that was like his uh version of Tyler, the creator's Igor. That's what I'm going to call it. Great value, Igor. But it was good. I liked yeah, was it. it. Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting. Uh, yeah. I was because uh, Quest Love commented about it, how he liked it. And I was like, huh. So I listened to it. I was like, I, it wasn't really for me personally, but yeah. like it, it was di it was different. It wasn't what I was expecting. I was like, oh, OK. Yeah. It's nice uh, music to throw on in the background or, sure. you know, you, you're riding around. You want something mellow. You pop that in. Yeah. yeah. So I can understand why the kids now like you know to them the music is fun and they love the fact that hey with this now us as old heads we might look at it and scoff but they look at it and say hey with this i don't have to think too hard to do it 
Yeah. I'm just, I just want to get a visceral reaction from the crowd. I just want them to turn up and be, you know, lit with us. Yeah. That's, that's what I want. Whereas me, I'm like, uh, no, I'm, I, I sat here with this song for like a week trying to make sure I had every double entendre <laughs> and right. sentence flow into each other. I yeah. did this whole verse while I rapped rhymed every single word in the cadence and i didn't punch in once and meanwhile then you listen to their music and it's like yep. yo yo your engineer is doing you a disservice i can tell you're punching in after every line but that's what the kids like now yeah, yeah i guess so it, it is what it is yeah i just i just wish like i'm i really try to listen and i the what i guess what bothers me the most is like the messages the word, like the actual content, it's like you know, when you have when you have something of substance, I think it just goes further. Yeah, and it lasts longer. It lasts ages. Long, yeah. It ages. Uh, it ages well. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. I don't know. Do you think there's something like? But Aramas, I think about this. Like, is there something to, like, what? Like Nito's what you were talking about, just like kind of almost you didn't say this word, but almost like mindless entertainment. Is there something to that where it's like, you know, we're all stressed out, got jobs and different things going on, stressed out, depression, all kinds of stuff. Is it good to just have some mindless entertainment sometimes? What do y'all think? Uh, um, oh, yeah, I'm sorry, Moscow. No, no, go ahead, bro. Go ahead, bro. Uh, I was going to say, I believe everything should be a balance. Like, say motion pictures. It's cool to have Fast and the Furious, but it's also cool to have Oppenheimer. Mm. I believe two things can coexist at once. Mm -hmm. But when you just drastically shift to the left or the right, you know, to me, that's when, you know, the issue come into play. Um, it's not necessarily the content with me because people like to point out, oh, the things that these kids are talking about now is crazy. I'm like, yo, I came up in the era where, you know, niggas was talking about, you know, slashing each other with box cutters and stomping you out in the mm. club and all that. So like violence in the music is nothing new. But right. the difference is back then there was balance. If you didn't want to listen to that, like I say, you could listen to Tribe. If you didn't want to listen to the tribe, you could listen to the West Coast version of them, the Nons. <laughs> mm. If you know you didn't want to listen to them, you know you want to listen to some hardcore G shit. You know you can listen to BG Knockout and Draystar or whatever. Like there was balance where it seems like now, at least in the mainstream, I should yeah. say, there's not a whole lot of balance in the underground. There's balance like a motherfucker. Yeah, that is true. That is true. I almost were you about to chime in? Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I, I agree with what he said about balance. That's why I liked the, about the era that we had. We had you had you had music you could choose from, like whatever you yeah. liked, whatever you whatever you prefer. Now it's just cookie cut. Like everybody sound the same. Like you know what I mean. Like the music sound the same. Like I heard a comedian say, you can use somebody's lyrics and put it to another song, and it'll still fit because <laughs> it's the same. It's the same. You know. Yeah, same like, cadence. Yeah, yeah. same. It's the same. It's like cookie cut. But like back in the day, Tribe had their sound. Yeah, Gangstar had their own sound. Like when you heard, they had their own identity. You know what I'm saying? But now, 
you know, the young, you know, the young, the young youth are just listening to, you know, this. And for me, like, I can't listen to mindless music. That's just me. But for young people, I can see why they gravitate toward that. Yeah. I'm trying to see it from their perspective. Yeah. Instead of being this disgruntled grandpa, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The disgruntled grandpa. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's some trash. But I'm trying to, like like you said, Till, like you're trying to figure out why, why is your son gravitating to the music? And that's what I'm trying to do with the youth. Like, what is it about these artists that you listen to? Like, what is it about them that that's making you gravitate to them? You know yeah. what I'm saying? But yeah, I agree with what, um, uh, Dirty Needles are saying for sure, for sure. Yeah, and not to mention the fact I think a huge difference now between now and then. The reason why you had so much variety back then was because sounding like anybody else, yeah, was, was a yeah. no no. Absolutely, yeah. like no, you don't you don't pick the same kind of beats that I rap over. Right. Right. You don't use the same cadences. Right. You know, everything has to be you. And if it wasn't you and one of these rappers caught you out there lacking, you was going to get beat down. Yeah. Nowadays, that's not the case because everybody is, you know, operating from, you know, I want to say the, the same bowl said mm -hmm. they're, they're picking mm -hmm. things out of the same bowl. They pick the same beats. They use the same cadences. Mm -hmm. I'm like, hell, a lot of times they use the same lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> They'll change one or two words. Yeah. Say, oh, yeah, that's yeah. just paying homage. I'm like, right. nah, 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 dog. You you just bit his whole line. Right. I'm a flip soldier boy. My whole flow. Bar for bar. <laughs> that's wild. Yeah, it's crazy, man. That's wild. If you're just tuning in, this is the Boom Bap Chat. Our guest tonight is Dirty Needles. And yes, I want to give a shout out to some of the folks that are chiming in. I love this comment. Marcus, man, he always has the best comments. <laughs> While we're over here trying to be diplomatic and, you know, listen to the young people and what they have to say. Marcus says, I'll be that disgruntled man. If you think it's trash, I'll tell you it's trash. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Thank you, Marcus. Thank you, Marcus. Yeah, um, we we trying to be yeah. all politically correct. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I need to break out the old IMAs, bro. Like, yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? That's some garbage, bro. It's yeah. Shit. Also, I want to shout out uh, Patrick Shade, Jimmy Ross, Scott Adams, Jesse Lee, uh, Sean Mason also uh, checking us out. Uh, Sean said, real cultural hip-hop is in the underground. I feel that. The, mm. the, the stuff that's outside of the mainstream, like you said, um, the Dirty Needles, there's just so much um diversity in the underground right now there's just there's so much hip-hop yes. different different perspectives it's, it's really cool and the comment of the day what was the artist that put out the album that like the rock album who was that little earth uzi vert uzi vert i believe so that's what we were talking about earlier or we were talking about little boat yeah so sean mason says similar to the andre 3000 flute playing album true <laughs> yeah but then here here's the comment <laughs> And I want to get your thoughts on that. But here's the comment of the night from from Jesse. Uh, Jesse said, please let this next album be Woodwind Needles. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so Woodwind Needles, are you going to come out with a flute album next? Um, and Try to top no. Andre 3000. <laughs> what do you think? Did you did you listen to that album? Yes, I did. Actually, what did you, you think? Um, OK. Um, 
off top, the only disappointment I had is after not hearing from him on a whole album since like 2006 when Idlewild came out, I was interested in hearing him rhyme. Sure. Um, I can't tell him how to feel about the state of hip hop if he feels that as a 48 year old man, there's nothing that he can talk about. That's him. I respectfully disagree. I believe there's more for you to talk about, especially as a 48-year-old man Absolutely. with grays all in your hair and in your Absolutely. beard. You have experiences that you can talk about that exactly. the youth will look towards because mm-hmm. you're you. Yeah. As yeah, far I- as the album is concerned, I actually like the album. I'll put it like this. If you're suffering from insomnia, and you need to go to sleep really quick, you throw that on. It is so tranquil. It is so mellow. It will have you drifting off into dreamland just like that. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't mind the album. I got no beef with the album. I mean, I I listened to some of it. I was like, this isn't really up my aisle. You know, Don't listen to it while driving. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> so I, I have no I have no beef with that. I make you know make the music you want to make. You want to make a yeah. food album, you know, no no harm in that. I just I can't really understand the comments he's made lately. Like I can understand if he says, I just I don't feel inspired to write about anything going on in my life. That okay. But like you said, there's when you as you get older, you have more experiences, you have more wisdom, you have more to share with the world. And it, it's absolutely. I mean, Nas is putting out albums very, you know, there's tons of artists that are older putting out albums that are relevant Mm. and people like, you know. Yeah, he put out like six albums within like a two, three year span. Right. Tell me there's nothing to rap about. Exactly. Yeah, there's plenty. There's always plenty to rap about. So I just didn't understand those comments because it sounded like he was saying like he was almost saying that, you know, rap is kind of, you know, a young man's sport and we really shouldn't be rapping as we get older. And it's just like, I don't. Okay, I, I disagree what? too. But... Yeah, I disagree. Yeah, but you know what? I, I I'm just gonna say it. I think he's afraid. I think he's afraid because the anticipation, the hype, is built up so high for him. Think about it. People were throwing mm. him in their top five, and he never dropped a solo record, unless you want to count the Love Blow. I think he's afraid if he puts out a rap album, it's not going to live up to the culture's expectations of what they had for it in their mind for the better part of 15 years. So Hmm. to avoid that, I'll just go over here and do this. Now, I could be wrong. I don't know this man from a can of paint at Lowell's, but that's just how it came across to me. That's interesting. That could be. The thought I had was he... Simply is just like just it's just not coming. Lyrics aren't coming. Writer's block, whatever. And he's just he's just inspired by other music, and he just wanted to try you know do this flute thing. So, but who knows? Yeah, that could be it. I mean, that could be it too. I yeah. mean, like unless we actually get him for a conversation, that sit up yeah. unless we actually get him to sit down for a conversation, we'll never know. I mean, yeah. my theory was, I think it was just a matter of, you know, fear. Yeah. And that if could, I was in be. his position, I won't lie. I'd probably be afraid too. 
And I'm not saying that as a knock against them or, oh, you know, you're a coward. It was like, no, it's just unless you're in those shoes yeah. and you have that immense pressure, you will never understand what that's like. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, speaking of one of the things I wanted to ask you about, you know, you talked about Andre 3000 having that long gap before he, you know, put out some music. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you you had some gaps where you, you kind of hung up the mic for a minute, got kind of, I don't know, I don't say the wrong word, disgusted or frustrated maybe with yeah. hip hop. Can you speak to that? Like you were you were doing it for a minute and then you're like, nah, I'm going to step away from it. What what were some of the, the frustrations or the challenges that you were facing back then when you were like, ah, not right now? Um, well, the first time around, I stopped in like 2007. And mainly during that time, it was a lot of things going on in my personal life that led to it. But on the professional level, which I'm willing to share on here, I think it was the turn of, I guess, where hip hop was going. And mm. I'll be 100% honest, I had my hater hat on tight in like 2006, 2007. Mm-hmm. You know, things started going towards the South. And I was like, yo, man, this mm. shit ain't real hip hop. This isn't, you know, this doesn't give me the warm butterflies in my stomach. You know, mm. how come they don't rap like Nas? How come they don't rap like Feral Monch? Because they don't want to. If they wanted to, they would. But right. the music, at least I can look back at it now and say, the music is just as good, maybe not lyrically, but in their own way, it was dope. Mm. And once I got out of the mind frame of, okay, everything doesn't have to sound like Tribe. Everything doesn't have to sound like Nas. Everything doesn't have to sound like Prime Eminem from 2002. Once I got past that, I was able to appreciate where music went more. And I I came out of my funk or my little shell and decided, you know what, I'm going to throw my hat back in the ring again and just create and whatever happens, happens. And another reason why I walked away is because I think this is something everyone can relate to. You're trying, you're grinding so hard to get a deal and you feel you get so close and then Mm -hmm. the rug gets snatched out from underneath you and the frustrations of not being able to get signed. And then you look in the mirror and you question your self-worth because you tie your like you tie your whole self-worth behind, hey, I'm a rapper, I'm dope, but I can't get signed. So something must be wrong with me. Mm. I'm like, and then it takes a psychological turn for the worse where you're questioning yourself every step of the way and it's not a fun place to be in i'm yeah. sure a lot of artists can relate to that yeah so it's worth it sometimes to just you know step away and if you really love it like i do said you'll come back in yeah. one way shape or another do you feel like that's something that you've uh grown past or is that something that still is like you know a challenge Oh, no, I've grown past that. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah, now I, like I, said, I create for completely different reasons before, but it's okay, you know, I have to get signed to show the world, you know, I'm the best MC, and, you know, mm. these other rappers can't even hold my jock strap. I have <laughs> to prove this to them. 
and having that sort of ego almost killed me. <laughs> so <laughs> now, yeah, yeah, literally, when you tie your whole self-worth into, you know, being the best rapper and then someone comes along who's better than you, it shatters your entire world. Mm. But once I got past that and realized, okay, you know, I, I have no desire to be the greatest of all time. I'm like, y'all can have that shit. I just want to create. Yeah. And once I got to that frame of mind, everything else became easier. Yeah, that's beautiful. I mean, so there's still struggles though, but oh sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's great, man. Uh so that's this, this yeah, that is really we were you gonna say something else. I, no, I said that's dope. That's yeah. dope. Mm. Yeah. So this new album that you have, uh Happy Accident. Yes, the new I, album, yes. What was what was the thought behind maybe this was gonna be it? again like your final album um yeah well the reason why i was toying around with this being the final album as an independent artist is hard putting so much time effort and money into your craft just to put it out there and for it to be here today gone seven minutes later <laughs> right and my last project the loot box which i feel was like heavily slept on and just as good as happy accidents said i put it out and i remember on Bandcamp, i put it out and only two people bought it hmm <laughs> I said the, the the streams were looking kind of funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, I felt like okay, here is this, you know, here's this piece of work that I put my time, blood, sweat, and tears, you know, and money into to get all this together to make sure that it's polished and I could present it to the world. And folks just kind of looked at it and was like, eh, mm. whatever. And at that point, I said, I'm like, yo, I don't know how much longer I can do this shit. Mm. I'm like, man, how many times am I going to, you know, put everything into an album and then, you know, I'm in the red. Yeah. And yeah, with this one, it, it was going to be the swan song, but I didn't tell anybody. I'm like, I think if you listen to the record especially when you get towards the end you can sort of hear a finality mm. like okay this might be it so i did the album i wanted to do i put everything into it i didn't have a deadline hanging over me i wasn't worried about who was gonna receive it well and who wasn't to me i'm like this is my swan song I'm Audi 5000. Mm. And then I put it out. And I've, I'll put it like this. The streams that I've gotten on this album already surpassed the last album that was out for two years. Mm. I surpassed that within almost two months, which took two years on the last one said i've sold more through itunes and bandcamp than i did with the last one or the one previous mm. the fact that everybody picked up the record 
the video is doing well. You know, mm -hmm. I'm on here with y'all, um, which is something I didn't think was possible. So all of these things are happening for me. And I'm like, wow, maybe this is a, a, a sign that I should just trudge on a little further. Yeah. I mean, I guess to say, you know, this is like my fifth project. So it's like, hey, I guess fifth times the charm. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it builds, you know, yeah, it, yeah for it, sure. can, it can definitely build, you know, over time. I remember reading something about. I don't remember the exact details, but it was just it was just this chart of like, don't look at the the two sales that you had, yeah. look at the the twenty sales you have next time, and don't mm -hmm. look at the you know the three people that came to the show. Look at the ten people that will come to the show when you do it next time. So yeah. it's like always like building, growing, even Absolutely. if it's slow and steady, you know, yeah, which I think facts. is a dope, yeah, a dope way to look at it, you know. Yeah, absolutely. That's super dope. So Bob Ross, let's let's bring Bob Ross into the picture. Right. For those that don't know, Bob Ross was the iconic artist that was on like I think PBS. Yes, I think it was. Had the like the the hair. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the was, fro. Did the, yeah, they had the fro. Did the paintings and was just like this like gentle spoken, you know, man. Yeah, and he's uh he he plays a pretty prominent role. <laughs> on your album yes how, did, yes, how did that tell tell the viewers about that and how that came about all right so um i was trying to think of a theme or a concept for the album and i had this i had a hard time because whenever i'm starting a project i need a theme and then i can go into a direction i don't like just doing random songs and putting it together and say, Hey, here's an album. No, it has to be a theme that ties together. Dope. So I would often have the joy of painting playing on YouTube as background noise, or when I just want to relax reading, or if I'm not doing anything, I'm just watching TV and Bob Ross is there. And, you know, he has this soft tranquil voice. And as I'm watching the episodes, and I'm getting hit with the quotes. Like he had affirmations of life yeah. that anyone yeah. could apply right now. And once I saw that, I said, yo, this is it. This is the thing. I'm going to tie it around Bob Ross and everything I learned from watching his show. And I hit a Reese with the idea and he was like, yo, that's dope. I think I got, I think I got a few things for you. Mm. And the first thing he did before we even came up with a song, I had the title. I'm like, we're going to call it happy accidents. And he hit me up with the album cover like a few hours later. Oh, really? Wow. Yes, really. He's like, that's Hey, cool. this is the album cover. Yeah. I was like, bruh. <laughs> So I had the album cover and the title before I wrote a single lyric, a single song title, anything. <laughs> it's it's such a if y'all don't know the album cover, go find it. Go go to the Bandcamp actually and buy yes. it because that's that's how we try to support artists. It's called Happy Accident by Dirty Needles. Mm -hmm. All that is spelled regularly. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, and the, but the album cover is brilliant. It's got it's got. Bob Ross on the cover. That's Bob Ross, right? Yes. Yeah. 
It's got Bob Ross on the cover, but it's got like the Griselda <laughs> censored <laughs> of the eyes. <laughs> I think it's great. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah, dope, dope. And it's got the little sticker. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think it's a sticker, but it's supposed to be a sticker yeah. image with Bob Ross. So yeah, dope, dope album cover. Uh, yeah, you mentioned Reese. So this album, there, there's really three MVPs of this album. Obviously, you on the mic. Um, the artist who did did Reese do the cover? Yes, Reese did the cover. Okay. Uh, so uh, yeah, and so I guess two two MVPs. Um, oh no, there's well, three. Bob Ross. Bob Ross is the third MVP. Oh, actually, I would yeah. say four. Four. The yeah the the fourth MVP is a guy by the name of James Drew. He mixed and mastered the entire mm. project. He did. Um, yeah, we recorded the entire thing in my basement. So yeah, he, he's the fourth MVP. Okay, yeah, it sounds yeah, did good, good just because of him. Yeah, it there it, it's a nice mix. Um, and on production was Reese Naka. Yes. Who, uh, did do you know other artists that he's worked with that our audience might know? Um, I know he's worked with Cella Dwellers and I think he's worked with okay. uh, R.J. Payne before. Oh, okay, yeah. But if you don't know Reese Tanaka, get to know him through this Dirty Al- Dirty Needles album. Yes. Um, because it's, he he's got some great beats. I mean, I was really feel like a lot. You know, we got flute albums, we got other experimental <laughs> albums going on, we got hip hoppers that want to like experiment, which is great. Experiment, yeah. make the art that you feel inspired to make. I, I I love it. But the music I love, man, I love that boom bap sound and like yeah, th- this too, album. Man. That's the yeah. heartbeat, bro. Yeah. This album has that boom bap sound to it. And nice, you have that nice. good, good cadence that works well with that sound. So uh, so props to you, the mixer, the engineer, Reese, Bob Ross, rest in peace. It's a really good album. Yeah. So make sure y'all check it out. It's called Happy Accident. You can find it on the Bandcamp. Just search Dirty Needles. It'll come up and um you can buy that joint. And I was very excited to know you sent me a message about um the fact that you are planning a limited podcast series yes. to talk about the album specifically. Is that right? Yes. That is a dope idea. Can you that elaborate is. on that a little bit? Um, well, the name of the podcast, well, at least it's tentative. It's called the uh, Needle in a Haystack Podcast. And I'm going to go into detail about each song on the record. Yeah, I might have uh, Reese come on for a couple episodes to yeah. give insight, you know, from his end. And yeah, and honestly, big up to Big Stowe because that was his idea. He puts out yeah. ideas on Twitter all the time about, you know, how you can, you know, promote your project past just uh, one week. And, you know, you need to embrace content. Don't run yes. away from it. And he put that out there. And I know a lot of people gave him pushback. I was not one of those people. I said, <laughs> yo, that's a dope idea. Yeah. So I went and invested in myself. I went and grabbed the podcast mic. I got the boom arm. I yeah, got man. the camera you're looking at right now. Dope. I was like, no, we're nice. going to get this popping. Yeah. That's what's up. That's what's that's, up. That's super dope, man. Super yeah, dope. Shout I out lo- to Stowe, man. Yeah. Yeah. That is a great idea. I know... Um, uh, open my eagle. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with his podcast. The what had happened was podcast. He yeah, never heard his podcast, but I know of my open my eagle. 
Yeah. yeah so he does this uh, probably my favorite podcast ever. It's called what had happened was, and he <laughs> sits down with one guest for like, I don't know, seven, eight sessions. And that's the whole season of that podcast. So he's like, I think he's doing quest love. Now he did LP. Um, he did Prince Paul. Can't remember who else he did, but it's dope. Cause they get really deep into, you know, the artist cause they're talking for so many sessions and that, and then there was another podcast that like talked about like classic albums, like Illmatic and different things, which made me think, I mean, it would be really dope to do a podcast where you just talk about one album for mm-hmm. several shows. So yeah, when you yeah. sent that message to me, I was like, yes, this is so dope. I can't wait to check this out. So I'm excited that you're doing that and definitely be spreading it around, helping promote it for sure. No doubt. No doubt. You appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's what's up. Uh, Iomas, anything else you want to ask about or jump into before we celebrate some some dope hip hop together? No, I'm good, man. This is a great conversation. Oh, no, you know, I want to know. Yeah, I do have a actually I do have a question right. for both of you guys. Like, how do y'all feel about the D1 situation? With uh, are y'all familiar with D1? Uh, the Christian rapper. Yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm you, interested. Like, what do y'all think about that whole? Can you can you just say a few words about it so that our yeah, listeners so, know what the issue so is? So D one is uh, a uh, a MC or a rapper who's a who's a believer. He's a Christian. He's also he was a middle school teacher. Now he's a professor at a university. I forget what university he's at, but it's in somewhere in Boston. And um, he was on Sway in the morning and he basically made comments about like the music that promotes uh, the death of, uh, you know, death. He called it death and murder music. Yeah. Um, he basically called out Jim Jones, called out Rick Ross and he called out Meek Mills. And basically he was saying, how can Meek Mills, you know, Meek Mills was saying that he is the face of prison reform. So he's like, how can you be the face of prison reform when your music is reflecting violence and, um, you know, murder toward our people? So Jim Jones and Rick Ross kind of, you know, just aimed at him. Was like you know, I mean, Rick Ross called him a basket head because his because <laughs> of the dread, how his dread is. And then Jim Jones was like, "Man, you need to watch what you're saying because I got family members that'll see you out and you know that get with you." Um, but he said he got on a horn with Meek Mill and they was able to have a really you know they was able to have a conversation about it. Um, and now he's into it with Joe Budden. Um, Cause Joe Button was like, let him find out like the other rappers when he get shot or whatever. So now they having a back and forth. So yeah, I just I want to know what y'all think about uh, about the D one situation. Like, yeah, yeah. Or directed to Dirty Needles. Like, what you think about all of that? Yeah. Um, well, I believe multiple things can be true at the same time. Yeah. Um, I believe. D1 isn't necessarily wrong, although I feel his aim is misguided where you're picking artists in particular who don't really move the needle in the culture like that anymore. I'm like, let's be mm-hmm. honest, they're more so legacy artists at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I also believe that Joe Button isn't necessarily wrong. 
where, look, you can have the road to hell is paved with great intentions. Mm -hmm. You can have the purest of intentions, but if somebody thinks you're trying to steal food from their plate, you're trying to stop them from eating, they're going to come and see you about that. Because in their mind, they're saying, well, why do you have my name in your mouth? All these rappers and you just chose to single out me. Why? Mm -hmm. um, I think something else I want to say, and I, I think there's a bit of a disingenuity with it. When he talks about the music, I think you're going at the wrong people. Mm -hmm. Said the labels are what push the music mm -hmm. and the consumer buys the music so you're gonna look at me with a straight face and say if meat mill and rick, and rick ross just turn into chuck d and flavor flav tomorrow that everyone is gonna go and buy the record so no that's not what they go to them for and I, kendrick lamar had a line onto pimp a butterfly where he said People miss rapping. If that's the case, then Killer Mike will be platinum. If folks really wanted positive music, I said you you would have artists like Lecrae and D1. And I'm not really into the whole Christian music because a lot of them come off pretentious and holier than mm -hmm. thou and think they're better than you because they sought out spiritual enlightenment and somehow you're just hellbound. And I don't really care for people like that. That's just me, but on the topic if people actually wanted that kind of music then these artists would be number one they would be out selling drake by tenfold but unfortunately that's not what the people want so you might want to look at the record labels first and foremost and second you might want to take a look at the culture itself and say why is it you identify with only this Mm -hmm. with all these things you can encompass and i'm gonna take it there with all of these things you can encompass as black culture why is it you only gravitate towards sex drugs and violence mm -hmm. when we're not all one monolith when we're we're when we're much more than what's being plastered on your tv screens now so mm -hmm. i think that's the more important question as opposed to Hey, Meek Mill, how come you still rap about this, that, and the third? And you know, you, you know, you say you're the face of prison reform. I, I think the mark was missed, but then again, you know, he's not a dumb dude. Yeah, uh, you know, there, there's a method dude, yeah. to his madness, and I'm Fair pretty yeah. sure he thought about all of this before he even opened his mouth to speak in the first yeah. place. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I just wish people would have more deeper conversations than just surface level. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think yeah. that would be I think that's where I would I would kind of land. Like yeah, me too. How how you call out people, like invite right. them in. Like exactly. like like what I'm trying to do with my son. I'm trying to understand him. Like mm -hmm. if D one was like, Hey, I, I would like to get Meek Mill on a show and have a conversation. Because yeah. I have I I'm 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 really having a hard time with some of the things I hear him rap about versus some of the things he's doing. You know, with the prison reform, let's have a conversation, and then you can have a conversation. You have you have a nice spirit debate, even if you want to. But mm -hmm. you, you can do it in a way that 
brings that person in, you know, have all this nonsense, you know, internet beef, you know, exactly. Back, right? exactly. Oh, unnecessary. Oh, yeah. And just, oh yeah. And just to add in, um, what Joe button said, yes, that's an extreme overreaction. I said, mm. you don't shoot somebody just because they criticize yeah. your music. But that being said, unfortunately, you can't tell someone how to respond to what they perceive as disrespect. Yeah, Man. true, true, true. That is true. It's and my sad, thing though. is, yeah, go ahead, so go ahead, go ahead, bro. Go ahead. No, I was, just, ahead. I was just saying it's sad because, you know, it, these these altercations sometimes lead to death, which is just ridiculous. Mm, yeah, yeah facts, you know, facts. it's just like use words, you know, argue it mm, out, use mm. use thoughts. Yeah, like it, your rappers are even former rappers. You yeah, specialize right. in words, exactly. Use right. them. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's so. that's my thing too. Like I think it's uh, opportunistic. It's it appears it don't seem genuine to me. Mm. Yeah, I agree. It seemed opportunistic, like he's doing that to like build his brand. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, and he's like the only one that's like that's like vocal, like really vocal about it. So that's like a lane that that's not filled. You know what I mean? So I feel like he's feeling that like it's not really authentic to me. It yeah, doesn't I come mean off as authentic. And my thing is like, let them do what they do. You do like I mean to um, Rick Ross's point. He's like, man. Just do what you, do your art. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Just do what you do. Like, you ain't got to call nobody out. Just do what you do. You know what I'm saying? Try to build your brand and, you know, get your likes or whatever. So that that's, yeah, just that's that's what I think. Yeah, you know, right. talk about it through your music. If you want to, yeah. you know, and talk from about what I it gather, through your music. So, oh, yeah. yeah, that's and, me. That's me. Yeah. And for what I gather, it's not the first time that he's done that. I think someone said, like, years ago, he called out, Lil Wayne and I think what Cuddy and other people or whatnot. So it's not the first time he's done yeah, it. Yeah. Um, when you listen to him, like I believe his heart is in the right place. Is yeah, I true, believe true. you're going about it the wrong way. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Yep. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. But thank y'all for indulging me, man. I've been having these conversations with people that I know and we've been talking about it. You know what I'm saying? And I it's you got some people that's like riding with him. They feel like he did, he's doing the right thing. And then you got other people saying what we saying, like your approach, bro, you could have, yeah. could have been a better approach. Sure. Yeah. How you, how you went about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah. thanks for bringing it up, man. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. yeah. Yo, if you tuned in, this is the boom bap chat with dirty needles tonight. Uh, we talked about his album. Make sure if you have not yet, go get it, go check it out. It's called happy accident. You can find it. Just about anywhere, but yes. um, go to the band camp, Dirty Needles Please. Band Camp, and uh, buy that sucker. All right, uh, I would like to celebrate some hip hop with you with this little game we like to play called One Word, where I will uh, show you an album cover and then you can uh, respond to it using one word or less. All right, let's see if you can do it. Okay, we got set. We got seven albums. We got a lot of albums tonight to go through because. <laughs> You got we got some good ones here. We got a good diversity of joints too. All right, let's let's start. Let's start at home here. This is uh creeping on a come up by Bone Thugs and Harmony. Innovative. Ah, innovative with the with the the, the flow that they had. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that was dope. Do you they, remember they birthed a lot of babies? 
from that record. <laughs> Rapper yeah. babies. Yeah, for sure. And and shout out to Project Blow. I know they there's uh Micah Nine and uh, others aren't coming to me at the moment, but I know they had I, I feel like I've read that they were Bone was influenced by them because they had kind of that similar flow. But uh yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh do you remember when this came out? Like what what it was like in Youngstown when this album came out? Um yeah, that the bootleg was all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I actually had the bootleg copy of the record. I mean, don't sue me, Bone. I was in eighth grade. I didn't have a real job at the time. <laughs> I think you're good. But, yeah. Yeah. I think the statute of limitations. Is I was just about to say that. Statue of limitations has <laughs> been passed. You're all good, bro. Yeah, yeah. man. It's been 30 years, man. Let it go. <laughs> all right. A much different album here. This is Good Kid, Mad City by Kendrick Lamar. Classic. 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 Mm. Is it uh, so I assume this is your favorite Kendrick Lamar album? Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I always put it like this. It's not the best Kendrick Lamar album, but it's my favorite, the one that I go back to like all the time and I listen from beginning to end. Mm. Okay. What would you say is his best, like analytically speaking? To pimp a butterfly. Okay, yeah, yeah. That that's up there. All right, and, and Marcus said classic as well. Although he might have been responding to Bone. I'm not sure, but shout out to you, Marcus. <laughs> All right, next album. Oh, I'm so glad we're going to be highlighting this album tonight. This is Electric Circus by Common. Oh, wow. Misunderstood. Mm. All right, tell us more. Why misunderstood? What, what are people misunderstanding about this album? Um, I think... A lot of people who trash it, I don't think they really heard it. I think they go off of what everyone told them to think about that record <laughs> because Common didn't drop off lyrically on that record. He was still rapping the same way he was rapping on Like Water for Chocolate. Um, Dilla gave him some very, you know, out of this world production that he handled that most artists couldn't. Mm. And can I... Uh, and I believe he was 10 years ahead of the curve with that record. If mm. that album came out in 2012 instead of 2002, I think it would be received a lot better than what it was. I agree. It was not what common fans were expecting. Yeah. For sure. Especially coming off of like Water for Chocolate. So I yes. can understand why some people were turned off, but yes, he was rapping his ass off on that record. Yeah, I think I think this is a good the way I always talk about this album, it I I don't think it's a great personally a great album in the common catalog. Yeah, for sure. But I think it's a really good album. And I think that's how great Common's catalog is, that his weaker albums are really good albums to me. So that's that's just my take on it. But I, I agree. I think this album is much better than what you know people lead, you know, what people say. I like this album. So all right. Next one. I'm also glad we're talking about this album. I don't I don't know if uh we'll get as many people to agree with us on this one, but we'll see. And I lost the insert, so I had to go to the actual disc. <laughs> this is Nostradamus by Nas. Underrated. Underrated. Why underrated? Why is this album misunderstood and underrated? Okay. Now I agree with the sentiment of everyone who might say. 
Well, Needles, compared to his first three albums, that's a precipitous drop-off. You're not necessarily wrong, but in its own right, Nostradamus is not a bad album. Mm. Considering the, the shit that came after Godson, Nostradamus is not bad by no stretch of the imagination. Now, are there some things on Nostradamus that I would get rid of? Yes, you're a big girl now. Get that <laughs> shit the fuck up out of here. Um, you know, I kind of like this song. Nah, I, I didn't care for that <laughs> you one. You like that one? Um, yeah, uh, the New World song where he did the total sample. Um, now oh, get I that like the fuck up too. out of there. You didn't uh, like that not, one? Dang. I, like I, that I don't one think too. he. I, I I don't. I think he kind of took his foot off the gas lyrically with that record. It just seems like he he phoned that one in. <laughs> but on its own merit Nostradamus is not a bad album people talk people talk about Nostradamus like it's Nazir like it is not by no stretch of the imagination nah. What's this, was it Last Words the one where he was like painting the picture of like being yes. in a, a jail cell yes that one was that is, that is a dope concept yeah and, one, and one the is song, dopest yeah um in Project Window and the yeah, song he had dope. with Mob Deep, family, that shit, to the beat. And then how him, Prodigy, and Half just came in and destroyed that shit. It's like, dude, you can't tell me that album was whack. I'm sorry. I wasn't he the biggest fan of the beat on Life We Chose because they had like some like a stutter with the snare, which was just weird yeah. and just felt like uncalled for. But I love how he's rhyming on that one. And yeah. The joint after that, Nostradamus. I I love that sample. I love how he's slowing oh, there. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And I uh, rocked with uh, some of us have angels. Like that shit was yeah, just yeah. smooth. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a lot. I there's a lot to like for that. I Moss, did you ever write? Did you write about that album? Uh, I haven't right. finished. It. I need to finish. Okay, I gotta right. reach out to him because you know my uh, I gotta reach out to Steve, man. Come okay. on, my, my father in law. Uh, you know, passed away, and I, mm. I had to. I gotta, yeah, and that kind of. I gotta reach, man. Yeah, I gotta reach out to. I gotta reach out to him and finish it, man. Yeah, but I'm actually writing lost. about. Yeah, thanks, bro. I'm I'm actually writing about uh Nostradamus. Yeah. Or, uh, I got a friend of ours named Steve. He's a professor at a university. Do creative writing, and he's writing a book, and I'm writing about Nost the Nostradamus album. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I got to finish that. I got a piece in there yeah. about, uh, or hopefully we'll have a piece in there about Streets Disciple, which yeah, no doubt. I think is one of another. Should have been Nas one album. disc. Yeah, yeah but uh, still, I love that album. Okay, we got three more to get through. Right. Next one up by a legendary group, one of the greatest groups, maybe the greatest group of all time. Could be, it's arguable. This is the Tipping Point by the Roots. One word, huh? One um, word. Can he do it? We might have stumped a mile moss. You know what I'm saying? Nah, 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 nah. Stumped he like, nah, he like, not nah. me. <laughs> <laughs> um lyrical. Mm. I'm gonna say this. The reason being, and I know a lot of people did not really rock with this album, but I, I think this is a precursor of the black thought that we have now. Mm. Um, I, a lot of folks don't know the origins behind this record I only know because Questlove wrote about it 
Right. And he said the reason why it was set up the way it was because Black Thought's first album was actually supposed to come out in like 98, 99 mm. called uh, Masterpiece Theater. Right. But yeah, I got, remember that. Yeah. yeah. But it ended up getting shelved. Mm. So to make up for that, a lot of the intricacies that the roots would have normally put into a record, if you notice with this, it's more boom, bap, straightforward. You know, it, it doesn't sound like you went to a Hamilton play. It's just Black Thought rapping. Other people jump on rapping. Um, I think this is the least pretentious Roots album ever. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why I fucked with it so much. Yeah. Like 10 tracks straight to the point. Right. That joint where Black Thought is rapping as Cool G rap. Oh, and bro. Who, and who else? And Big Daddy Kane, I think it was. Yeah, he's yeah. Man, that is amazing. Yeah, for that real. Is one of the, that is one of the great. I, I'll go out and say it. That is one of the greatest hip hop songs of all time because yes. he sounds just like him. Cadence. Yes. His, uh, it's amazing. So, so and right. then the first single off of there, you know, Don't Say Nothing. Don't Say Nothing. Yeah. Yes. How I he did it. that hook where most people, if they don't know the words to the song, they go, and I'm like, yo, that is. <laughs> yes, and then that he was ripped all three verses too. Yeah. And the, and the first sample, uh, I think the first beat on there has the, um, maybe not the first beat. is a star. Yeah, not I that. That's, that's, uh, dope. that's dope too. Slide in the family stone. But the joint where they sampled the same sample for uh, Ego Trippin' on Balloon Mind State by De La Soul. I forget which song that is. On oh, that, I know which one you're talking about. That one's dope. Yeah. That one's dope. All right. All right. We got two more. Uh, this is mm, Food by MF. Delicious. All caps. Oh, you knew that one quick. Delicious. <laughs> Delicious. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. MF Doom. Rest in peace, man. Yes. Yeah, rest yeah, in yeah, peace. So Zev Love X, man. Yeah. yeah a legend. Yeah, all right. To him late. Hey, it's all it's always the right time to as long to, as you got down to him. That's yeah, all that right. matter. All right. The la the last one. It might it might just be the greatest album of all time. It might be. This is Midnight Marauders by a Tribe Called Quests. Take your time. Incredible. Mm, yeah. Mm. To me, yeah. that's the best Tribe Called Quest album. I know a lot of people will probably fight me and say Low End Theory. And Low End Theory is dope. I got Low End Theory as number two. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I know. Some people are like, what's number two? It was like, I said it. I stand on it. Midnight Marauders to me is the greatest Tribe Called Quest album. I think I agree with that, too. Yeah. I think a lot of people agree with that. That's the one I go to the most. Yeah. yeah, and not to mention, I don't keep skip going back to that a single song on there. Yeah, whereas absolutely. low in theory, I skip Sky Pager. Oh no, that's my <laughs> joint, man. Hey, I like yeah, Sky Pager. Yeah, I, I skipped that. Let's see that breakdown. Doo -doo 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 -doo. I mean, it's not whack. It's not whack. Yeah, that's I, I usually one. skip that one. You know, to, to be honest with you, I don't. I don't think there's a skippable. I don't think I skip any tracks. On you can't skip first, on either one of them on four, their first four minute. albums, really. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Maybe yeah. Love Movement. I, I love. I, I thought Love Movement was underrated, but anyway. Yeah, it is underrated. It Dope is underrated. Yeah, that definitely underrated. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. And B, I gotta say, I although it's not their best album, I think the tribe album I listen to the most now in in twenty twenty three is Beats, Rhymes, and Life. Oh, that's uh, hella underrated. 
I yeah. keep going back I to that too. I liked it when man. it was new. Yeah, I did too. I yeah. Yeah. I think that's yeah. a fantastic yeah. album. You, you had the Dark Della production. Yeah. You know, it was very stripped back. So it just mm-hmm. emphasized more on what they were saying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's a great idea. It's subtle. I feel like it's subtle dopeness. You know, some of those beats mm-hmm. on um, Low End Theory, especially Midnight Marauders, they got the booming horns. And like, yeah. mm-hmm. as soon as it comes on, it's like, oh, this is this is a dope joint. But on Beats, Rhymes, and Life, I feel like it's a slow burn. It's like everything's dope, but it's more subtle, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they take. just instantly come in with the drums and your head just starts nodding. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, where's the rest of the beat? Nah, this is the beat. This is it. Said, their it. vocals are the instruments that are filling out the beat. This yes, is it. Right. Yes. I love it. I love it. Uh, Dirty Needles, any um, plans to release your album, Happy Accident, on vinyl, CD, tape, 8-track, anything along those lines? Uh, Yes, I am looking into a limited print run okay. of CD for mm-hmm. Happy Accident. You know, I, I put some fillers out there, and apparently people want it, so I'll do it. Um, as far as vinyl and some folks have been pushing for it, if I can find an option to where it's economically feasible, I'll do so. Yeah. But as it stands right now, there are no plans for a vinyl release. Now yeah, that could change. Expensive. Sure. Yeah. All but right. Right so, now, CD definitely. So, so all of our big ballers out there, go ahead and finance it. Just you know, <laughs> drop the money, make it happen. You know. Make that happen. So, well, listen, man, this is a hip hop show. We always conclude with shout outs. So, I'll throw it to Iomas first. I'll give some, and then we'll throw it over to you um, for the final shout out. Sound good? Sounds great. Iomas, man, who you want to shout out tonight? Yo, man, definitely home team, man. Shout out Pro Stowe. Um, man, definitely Stowe, man. Always giving gems for artists to like improve. You know what I'm saying? They're marketing, they're branding. So, yo, definitely shout out to Stowe. Um, shout out to Joe, Bo, and of course you, Till. And um, and shout out to Pro, who couldn't be here tonight. You know what I'm saying? We miss you, Pro. Hope everything, you know, you're having a good time spending with your son. And um, yeah, man, that's it for me, man. Shout out to Hip Hop, and definitely shout out to you, Dirty Needles, for taking the time to come through, man. We appreciate you, bro. Yeah, Keep doing your music, man. Keep doing your craft, and I'm glad you didn't stop after you really. That's inspiring to me. That even though you know the, the one album that you put out, it only got only two people purchased it. I'm glad that didn't hinder you or stop you from you know creating. So keep doing what you're doing, bro. For real, yeah, yeah. no doubt. No doubt. Thanks, Iomas. No uh, yeah, sh- shout out to the crew for sure. Shout out to Joe November for helping us proofread this sucker, man. It took us forever to proofread. Not forever, but it is a, a long task to proofread a book. So shout out to Joe. Make sure you get this, boombapreview.com, or just go on to Amazon and uh, search it, get the book. Uh, also, shout out to Ohio Hip Hop. Uh, shout out to Mood. Brandon, my man, Brandon Isaac, doing some dope things. High Tech, one of the greatest producers of all time. Uh, shout out to our guests in two weeks. It's, it's just December is, I guess, is Ohio Artist Month on the Boom Bap Chat because in two weeks we got Kaz Meta, a dope MC here in Ohio, who recently teamed up with the legendary Jay Rawls uh, oh, for nice. a, dope, a dope album. So Kaz Meta and Jay Rawls will be coming 
uh, back to the Boom Bap Chat in two weeks. So make sure y'all come back and uh, check out that conversation. Check out their new album. They just, they have a new album out. Uh, it's Kazmeta and Jay Rawls together. So make sure you go find that and uh, give it some spins. It's a really good album uh, as well. So check that out and um, come back in two weeks. And last but not least, my man, um, Dirty Needles. Thank you for being here tonight. Thank you. Like Ayama said, thanks for sticking with it, for continuing to put out music. We look forward to the podcast that you're going to do about the album and uh, just appreciate your artistry and appreciate you taking some time, you know, to share a little bit about yourself with us and, you know, in our audience. So thank you. Shout out to oh, you. Wow. And uh, with that, yeah, you can take it away with the final shout outs. Uh, yes. Well, first and foremost, I would like to shout you guys out for having me on here. Um, I, I want to shout out everyone who supported the record, uh, you know, from uh, the Bars Kept crew on IG. Um, shout out to Dope Girl Cooks. Uh, that, that's the homie. Uh, shout out to Reese Tanaka for, you know, providing me with, the sonic landscape that I could use the brush of my words to paint upon. Um, shout out to my dude collective for putting me in contact with Reese without him. None of this is possible. Um, yeah, just shout out to everybody who's been rocking with me, supporting me from day one um shout out to Jay Tan who bought every single Dirty Needles album single you can think of um yeah man that that's about it right peace on. love and hell grease hey that's right on that note then we say peace peace Ohio's peace. in the building yes you know it <laughs>